Welcome to the Experiencing Joy in Jesus Christ podcast. I'm Brother Webb. And I'm Brother Anderson. Excited for today's journey of joy. Let's go. Welcome to this week's episode. It is March 31st. Man, it's crazy that it's the last day of March. And we're all excited about General Conference coming up tomorrow and Sunday. Hope everybody has a wonderful time listening to that. And maybe you already listened to it because obviously this is a podcast, so you don't listen to it live. I uh, hope you had a good conference experience. This week, Nicole and Erica, the hosts, talked to Marin, uh, who currently lives in Durham, North Carolina. And uh, I love this week's episode because I feel like it's something that we haven't really spent much time talking about. So Marin talks about her experiences of growing up in the church and then having some time where she stepped away from the church a little bit and tried to figure out what brought her happiness and peace. And she shares some wonderful insights about um, that experience and where she is now with her faith and her testimony. And it was really just delightful to listen to Marin and see her journey of conversion uh, through her life experience. And so hope you really enjoy what Marin has to share. Uh, I found it very insightful and think that you will too. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Experiencing the Joy of Jesus Christ podcast. My name is Nicole, and I'm here with my co-host. Erica. Hi, everybody. Hey, let's go. Um, We're so happy to be back here on the podcast this week. Our last few episodes, Brother Webb and Brother Anderson kind of took the reins on, but we're glad to be back here interviewing another young adult so you can hear a little bit about their experience and their testimony. Again, we want to let you know that this is an institute course that you can register for, and we really want to create a community and connection where you can ask questions, learn more. So please follow us on Instagram at joy of Jesus Christ pod and all of the information about the podcast and all those details will be in this. Uh, we're super excited for today's guest, Marin. Erica, lead us in a little bit. Yeah, so I'm super excited to, you know, talk with Marin and introduce her. So our special guest this week is Marin Hamby. As some like personal background, Marin and I went through our temple prep class together. <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, so shout out to our teacher, Cassie Siri. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, you know, got to know Marin that way and just her experiences. And um a couple of weeks ago, she spoke in the Durham YSA sacrament meeting. And I know just talking with other people and how I felt just a message that really resonated, I think with a lot of people, a lot of young single adults, um, and is a message that I thought that other people would want to hear. So we're super excited to have her as our special guest this week. Um, so Marin, if we could start off and have you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, kind of your like, earthly (laughs) experiences of education and jobs and things like that. Um, And then also maybe like your background with the church as well. Sure. Uh, Thank you for having me on and thank you for the kind comments about my talk. Um, I'm from outside of Charlotte, North Carolina in a town called Kannapolis. Um, I did go to UNC Chapel Hill for my undergraduate degree and then I moved 
like five miles down the road to Durham after I graduated. <laughs> and I work as a project manager in the clinical trial sphere, um, working with a lot of digital tools. So I'm kind of in the tech and clinical trial space, which is awesome. an interesting space to be in. I didn't know it existed before I worked in it. Mm-hmm. Um, just in like personal life, I enjoy indoor rock climbing and just games and anything to hang out with friends. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we're excited to learn more about your spiritual journey as well. So Nicole, if you want to kick it off with some of those questions. Yeah, of course. First off, I want to say, I don't know how we've never talked about this because I'm from Charlotte, also went to UNC, graduated, moved five minutes down the road to Durham. (laughs) (laughs) I'm now working, doing things related to clinical trials, actually. So we should chat about it. Yes. <laughs> you know, maybe we should just switch the podcast to that. Maybe people want to hear yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, for a different time. Um, but yeah, we're super excited to hear about your testimony and about your journey, spiritual journey. I unfortunately did not get to hear this wonderful talk. So I'm glad that I get to <laughs> be here to ask those questions and hear a little bit more about it. Um, so again, our title of our podcast is Experiencing the Joy of Jesus Christ. So we like to get everyone's little definition or idea and insights on what that means to them. So I want to, we want to start off by asking you, like, how would you define joy in Jesus Christ or how do you experience the joy of Jesus Christ? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I've enjoyed reflecting on that. And my first thought was that the way that I experience joy in Jesus Christ is through peace specifically and feeling like an internal calm that I haven't been able to find any other way. Um, As we've been referencing this talk, I can give some context of like what that journey was. I grew up in the church. Um, Both of my parents are members. My dad's a convert. My mom um, was born into the church as well. And growing up, going to church was just the thing that you did. You know, that's fine. I a lot of it made sense to me. I believed a lot of the tenets of the gospel. They just clicked, you know, the idea of a pre-earth life and where we came from and um, just the structure of all of it made a lot of sense to me. And I went off to college and that was great. Had a really good time coming into this DYSA ward, made a lot of really good friends and really I enjoyed the opportunity to dig into my testimony because I felt like I had some friends who were really in it and feeling it and doing all this stuff. And so it was kind of easy to hop in there and do those things and feel those things with them and really feel like I believed in God. I believed in Jesus Christ and his atonement for us. I believed that Christ's church was restored through Joseph Smith. It, you know, I felt those things in a way that really resonated. Um, and then I graduated and then everything kind of fell apart. It's, I still believed all those things. I felt like I still had that testimony, but I didn't have the social group I did any, anymore because I wasn't a student. So I didn't fit in with the student stuff, but I also was 22. I wasn't 29 and like a decade into my career, like I was just in this weird interim space that I just didn't feel like I fit. And coming to church started getting really difficult and really stressful. And all the social dynamics of not only church, but a YSA ward where, you know, who are you getting to know? Who are you talking to? Um, 
it just got to be too much. And I decided church shouldn't make me feel bad. I'm not going to go to church anymore. I still believe all the stuff. So it's fine. I'm just going to take a break. And that sort of same mentality snowballed into other areas of my life where, you know, I would struggle to pray often. It just wasn't crossing my mind. And so I didn't guilt myself about it. And I would struggle to read my scriptures often because, you know, if I'm struggling with anxiety and depression and other aspects of my life, trying to figure out how to be a working adult, um, then, you know, it's hard to sit there and focus and read scriptures. It's like, that's, just not computing in my brain. And so I didn't guilt myself about it and I just didn't worry about it. And, you know, I started making friends at work. I started trying to find my footing as a working adult in my mid twenties and, you know, feeling like I don't really know how all this church stuff fits into my life, but I believe all the stuff. So I don't feel like I need to figure it out right now. And it, that literally seemed fine. I didn't feel like my day-to-day was being affected by not doing any of those things. And, um, you know, I had friends that would go out to bars and go out different places and always told myself, oh, it's fine. I'm not partaking, but I'll still go. I'll go for the social scene. And I really didn't think anything of it because it's like, I still believed. I still had a testimony. I still uh, felt like I knew myself, but I, I was doing so many things that were contrary to what I believed in. I was not doing things that I should have been doing, um, to align with what I believed in. And I just wasn't, and I didn't care. And I, it took me a really long time to realize the toll that it was taking on not only my spirit, but on my body, And it was like years into that experience that I started waking up with like panic attacks and anxiety attacks. And I was waking up almost daily, just so stressed, like constant fight or flight sort of scenario. And I started thinking, oh, it's my job. I quit my job. It didn't get better. It was not the job. Um, and so I really started doing introspection and like work on myself to figure out, I need to feel peace. I need to feel calm. And I knew from past experience, God can bring me that. Yeah. And I had to kind of get to a space of, do I really believe in God? And do I believe that God can do this for me? And I decided that I was going to try. It's like, well, if he's really there and if he really means all the things that he says in the scriptures about comforting people, then I'll try. And that turned into like years of me seeking Christ and seeking God for peace specifically. And getting back to that answer to the question, a lot of what I found was peace. And I'd love to say that I like you know, started reading my scriptures and going to church. And within a few months, everything was better, but that just wasn't true at all. It was not a fairy tale in that way. I started going back to church and it was horrendously difficult. Like I was stressed. I was having like a lot of those same social anxieties, but for the first time in my life, I was there because I wanted to be there. And because I felt like I needed to be there 
So I would power through and go and just like, listen, listen harder to the speakers than I've ever listened in my entire life. Cause it's like, this is why I'm here. If God needs to tell me something, then I'm listening and I'm trying to be here and I'm focusing on the spirit and trying to, and it really changed a lot of my perspective. It changed a lot of how I felt about those little like read your scriptures, say your prayers, go to church when I started doing them with desperate intent. And Mm -hmm. I eventually did come to a place where I got better. It took a really long time, but I started feeling like I could breathe again. And so in that way, I feel like I've come to a place that I do truly feel converted. Um, Mm -hmm. Not just that I have a testimony, but that I feel converted to God and to Christ and to the gospel. And a lot of that came through peace. So that joy that I get from Christ is peace. And it's an internal peace that honestly, nothing can match it. I tried to do without God and like find happiness and peace and it just didn't happen. So that's my favorite part of um, finding Christ certainly is, is that peace long-winded sorry no oh that was great there's like a million nuggets there that I could pull from (laughs) well one thing that I really love that you said is that I was like I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna try um Mm -hmm. and I think that that's such like a good word like that like we've heard before the Lord loves effort so it's like just being putting forth like being willing to try and like he'll help us within that um and that's all he expects of us is just to like do our best and to try our best And I like that you said too, that you were like converted because that's also like one thing that we've mentioned on the podcast before is that like everyone has these like conversion stories of like when we are converted to God and Christ and are like doing it for ourselves and for the reason to be able to listen there and to listen to the spirit. So I like that a lot. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. There's just so much. I feel like I resonate with, with like your story and so many things where I'm like, I experience that too, or so like, I'm going to kind of like change my question, but still have it be (laughs) related. Um, I was just thinking as you were talking, like, I feel like as like, I also like grew up in the church and I feel like maybe like how we're taught in primary and like young women's is that like sin or transgression or like moving away from Christ, whatever you want to call it, that there's going to be like a moment, like a crossroads moment. Like, are you going to choose good or bad? Like if you're handed alcohol, what are you going to (laughs) do? Right. But like, that's really not how life works. And like you said, like you have this underlying belief and like, I, like, you know, had a similar experience too, where like, um, you know, I would go out with people to like happy hours. Like I was a teacher, like, that's the thing is teacher happy hour. Um, I'm just like, okay, I'm not drinking, but at the time I was going through, like you said, like a similar thing transition. And I really didn't like fit in, in my like small branch and like, wasn't, I was struggling attending church and do like, you know, doing certain things. And I just have this moment. I'm just like, why am I not 
drinking, right? Of just like, I don't do it. And I'm like, I literally never would because it's just so like such a habit. But I'm like, why? (laughs) Right. Like, why do I think that way? Um, so I'm getting to my question and to my point. Um, This is great. I love it. And I feel (laughs) it so much. Yes. Yeah. Of just like, okay, I I feel like, you know, I had a similar thing where I just like I graduated college where I had like a super small um like church community and I felt like really rooted in that. And then after that, I moved to a very like small, like branch um, and, you know, didn't feel as connected to the people there, um, you know, and didn't have that like faith testimony building experience of a mission. Um, And so it's harder when like, there's really no like conversion moment or like you have to find those moments and yeah. find those experiences because it's not just like, okay, you're at a crossroads. What are you going to choose good or evil? It's you slowly slip into habits that are negative and bring you further away from Christ. And it takes time. It, it took me years to realize how much I have like straight but again while while keeping like fundamental beliefs not drinking you know following the word of wisdom keeping the sabbath day holy like doing things without really thinking about why <laughs> i guess so like if you have maybe like one what do you consider to be like core tenets of your testimony that you're like okay like i like truly believe this and will follow this and then also what are maybe some experiences that kind of pulled you out of being, you know, like stagnant or even slipping away? Like what were some experiences that you had that feel like you turned back towards Christ and the church and things like that? If that made any sense. No, it did. And I feel like I'm going to forget to answer part of your questions, but I, I love everything that you said. And I can add that I also didn't go on a mission, you know, so I didn't feel like I had those experiences to think back to or to rely Mm -hmm. on in any way, you know, it's just this gradual slipping. And I also completely agree, like growing up, it seems like you're going to be presented with good and bad. And Mm -hmm. as an adult, it just doesn't happen that way. It happens in the, oh, we're going out drinking. Do you want to come? And it's like, well, yeah, but I'm not drinking. So it's fine. And it does seem fine. And also I want to say, I'm, I don't want to make it sound like all of those circumstances are bad or that, Mm -hmm. you know, we should never be in those sorts of social situations. But I think recognizing when we are in those situations, and I think what I said in my talk was something of recognizing when you are doing things that are taking you away from the spirit and making sure that you are replenishing um, Mm -hmm. the needs of your spirit in, in the meantime of, you know, am I going and recognizing that, you know, I need to build these social relationships, but I also need to nourish my spirit, or am I just going and not thinking about my spirit and how I'm being affected by it? I think for me, some of the pivotal turn moments, I can talk about some of those were, I mean, situations like you just said of like going out drinking and having to sit there and ask myself, because I wasn't drinking, but asking, why am I not? like all the rest of my actions are indicating that I could like why is why is this something that I'm holding on to 
when the rest of my life isn't really reflecting mm-hmm. um, being a disciple of Christ or being a member of the church of Jesus Christ. And so part of it was some reflections like that of, well, because I still think that this is important. And that was the thought that would come back to my brain of, well, because it see, it just feels like it is something that's important. But then that dug me into the, then I need to figure out why. And I need to figure out like, if this is something that is important to me, then I need to dig in and I need to really seek it and figure out, is this something that I buy into on the whole instead of just this little piece that I'm holding on to, you know, a piece of wrapping or something that I'm holding on to. And I can say I also like started dating a non-member and that was fine. I didn't think too much of it, but it did also come to a point where I had to look in the mirror and say, where's this going? What am I doing? Is, is this someone that I would want to spend the rest of my life with? What would that look like? And it was someone that not only wasn't a member of the church, but wasn't Christian in any capacity. So it's like, there's no spirituality there. Is that something that's important to me for myself? Is that something that's important to me in a partner? And starting to look at the, you know, I'm approaching my 30s, where's my life going? And trying to figure out what does my future need to look like instead of worrying so much about the here and now. Because I think that was also part of my problem was I'm just trying to figure out me. I'm trying to figure out how I fit into corporate world. And I'm trying to navigate all of these things and then settling into that enough that I've started looking to the future. and do I want to have kids? What sort of relationship would I want to be in, in order to entertain the idea of having children? And what, what would I want to be teaching my children? Lots of those sorts of questions were coming to my mind. And my sister even had two kids during this time. And so I started looking at her kind of as a, well, is this, do I want to follow the path that she did? Do I want to get married and have kids? And what would that look like? So lots of those sorts of things that were going through my head that just really made me feel like I had to figure it out, whether the answer was coming back to church or not, Mm -hmm. I needed the answer. And I think that really helped me find myself. Um, I will say, I feel like once I was able to push through and feel like I had a relationship with God and with Christ. I, for the first time in my life, felt more sure of myself than I ever have. I felt more confident in what I need to do for me, um, in what I want my life to look like, in what I want, like marriage, children, all of that picture became much more clear. And I also really appreciated that part. And so part of your question, what are the tenets of my testimony? It's like, well, a lot of the tenets of my testimony are based off of understanding Christ in a way that helps me understand myself, in a way that helps me understand what I need to do in life. Where should I be placing my priorities? Um, All of that picture just became so much clearer as I continued to dig in and to try to get to know Christ better. Yeah, that's awesome. I hope that answered your questions. <laughs> yeah. And I think what's important too, which like 
you spoke about in your talk and like have kind of mentioned, it's not like you're like, okay, I made this decision. I'm going to try. And then all of a sudden your life was amazing and everything was easy. Right. Like right. it took effort and, and yeah. time and a commitment. Cause I think you yeah. do, you really have to like prove your commitment and, <laughs> you know, like, um, yeah, Nicole, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that or. Yeah, lot, of course, lots of thoughts, <laughs> but I really, I honestly, I've just been like trying to like soak in a lot of this because I'm just like, mm-hmm. you know, it's really, I think it's all been like so good from both of you. So I really appreciate it. Um, what you just said made me think of the scripture that I'm not going to be able to think of the reference, but <laughs> about like seek you first, like the kingdom of righteousness, all these things shall be added. But then like the footnote for like seek is commit. And then the footnote for uh, kingdom is like objective. So it's like seek seek or commit to the objectives of God. And so it's like, just like, because you're committing does not mean like you're going to reach that end goal like immediately. And like it says also like these things will be added unto you. It gives like no exact timeline of when, when, why, how, where, whatever. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of what it made me think of. But also like, um, you made me think that like even once you get back to this like place that you feel like oh I'm content and like I've overcome that hurdle like I, I can assume it there's no really like fully overcoming like it's every day it's like choosing that decision to like keep going so kind of to adapt like the or the question that we had next is like how do you actively feed your faith and I guess I want to add on that like how do you make sure that you're like not like slipping back into that level of like comfortability and like casualness and like getting into that like headspace again, because I think sometimes it can be so easy to be like, well, like I've been here before, like, or to even think about like, well, I was at like a really good spot in my spirituality years ago. And then that, then I had a moment again, like, how do you, I guess this is not making a lot of sense, but how do you keep that up? How do you like confirm and actively feed that faith? I guess is really the question back down to the, what I had written. (laughs) Yeah, I think for me, I'm still fairly close to this like conversion experience in that, like Erica, you said it did take a long time. It took literal years, like little by little, step by step. And so many things that built up to this change that I'm not sure what that would look like for me to fall back into this place of um, that the place that I was in before exactly, because I do feel so changed by it. It's like, I know my scripture study could wane sometimes I know prayer could wane sometimes but I do feel like I'm standing on a foundation of this is important to me it has literally changed my life in every way possible like in my personal life in my spiritual life in my work life like the miracles that I have seen worked through the efforts that I put in I feel changed by them. And so one thing that I have done is to really incorporate God into my life in every way that I can and into a way that doesn't feel like it's something I'm maintaining. It's not just something that I 
you know, and picking up and putting down sometimes, but it's something that I have on me, on my person that what that looks like may change. But what I mean by that is like, I'm constantly praying, not necessarily in a, you know, folding my arms kind of way, but when I'm stressed about work, I'm saying a prayer about it. Do I, is that going to solve all my work problems? No, but it makes it easier. And I've recognized that it makes it easier and it makes it more bearable and doable. And when I'm, you know, concerned about someone, I'm saying a prayer for them. I'm, you know, I got to a place where I deeply wanted to go to the temple because without having gone on a mission, I didn't have a reason to go before and getting to a place that I really was desiring and seeking to go through the temple for myself was awesome. And I'm so lucky to be so close to a temple here and I'm able to go really regularly. And even if I don't feel like, oh, this one temple session has made a massive difference and I feel completely different, I recognize that doing that in the little ways makes just as much of a difference as the inverse you know like I slipped into the place that I was into before and so I've done the opposite and I integrate habits that keep me slipped into a spiritual place and a place where I feel a closer connection to God and you know if I want to listen to something sometimes it's just regular music but sometimes it's this podcast or sometimes it's like there's a podcast with John, by the way, and Hank Smith called, called Follow Him. And I'll listen to that to try to prepare for uh, Sunday school because they go through each of the lessons every week. They have some great stuff. And I feel like I'm doing little things to try to better edify my spirit on each and every day and not in ways that feel like massive changes, but in ways that, you know, keep me feeling sustained and keep me. Um, feeling close to the spirit and feeling more guided and uh, feeling more peace. Like I said. Yeah. Wow. So awesome. Thank you for turning my hodgepodge question of random thoughts <laughs> into an amazing insight. So appreciate it. Any <laughs> Yeah. That's awesome. So I'm actually going to Nicole, I think take us to the last question. If that's yeah. Okay. Sounds okay. good. Um, so something we talked about is like how you experienced some like anxiety and struggles of going um, to like a physical church building and interacting with other people. And that's definitely something like I've experienced as well. Um, so I don't know if you have any advice or wisdom to share of how to overcome that like social barrier in mm. church um because I think sometimes like I thoughts that I've had I'm like okay this is church like everyone's supposed to be nice to each other they're not being nice like that's their problem it's not my problem so therefore I have an excuse to not go <laughs> <laughs> or like go to a different ward or go on zoom or whatever so I don't know if you have any wisdom or advice or just if you want to share what you went through when you're like, I don't know how to get over this. <laughs> also valid. No, I mean, it's hard because I feel like everyone's experience is so different. But I know, I mean, I've experienced depression and I know what it feels like when getting out of bed is a hurdle, let mm -hmm. alone making it out the door to go somewhere that you know is going to cause you stress. 
Um, and I do think that one thing that was important for me was recognizing those times that I did need to give myself a break because there are very valid reasons to just say, I need to sleep. I need to rest. Like it's okay. But for me, I think I just tried to find a way when I was trying to go to church, even though it was really hard, I tried to find a way to avoid people. And that sounds really bad, but I tried to focus on why am I going? Mm-hmm. Am I going? Cause I'm going to, cause I want to interact with other people. And for me, the answer was no, I'm mm-hmm. going because I know that this is an opportunity to feel the spirit. If I'm not feeling it by myself in my house, then I need to go somewhere that I can. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I started to do as like a stress management tool was I started bringing a notebook to church. Um, and I just would start writing and whether it was in the middle of a talk, writing down something that I heard that resonated with me or in between talks or at the end of sacrament meeting, just writing anything and everything that was on my mind. And I can go back and look and there are so many journal entries where I'm sitting there writing saying okay well sacrament meeting just ended and Relief Society is next and I really don't feel like going but you know I'm going to try and I'm going to sit here and you know everyone's talking right now but I'm just going to write because I can write and that keeps me occupied and that keeps me and like those are the words that I was saying in the notebook and I really did use it as a stress mitigation tool of both a way to record the things that spoke to my heart because those are the reasons that I was going but then also as a way to just you know escape a little bit from the anxiety that would be there when I was just present with other people and kind of have something to hold on to and to focus on was really helpful and important for me and it helped to bridge the gap because I did realize pretty quickly that there would be a person or two that I started feeling comfortable that I could talk to. Everybody, no, but a couple people. And with time that slowly grew to a couple more people. And eventually it got to a place that church wasn't so stressful. And by eventually, I mean like this was years. Yeah. It took like months and months to really build through this process. And there was a, a while that is, you know, I'm not talking to anybody. I'm talking to my notebook, but mm-hmm. it did eventually get to a place where church was comfortable again and church was uh, an enjoyable social space as well as a spiritual space and so I don't know that I have good advice to other people that was my experience but any advice that I would have would probably just be to find your reason know your reason really well and if your reason is to go and to listen to the spirit pursue that and like do whatever it is that you need to do to make sure that that's your focus and try really hard to let other people not get in your way even though it can feel really insurmountable sometimes but God is there he wants you to be there and remember that he knows that you're trying and he'll bless you just for trying Yeah, I think that that's super awesome. Nicole, I think you were just about to say something. 
No, I was just gonna say that like I think sometimes we make church more of a social thing than it needs to be in some ways if that makes sense of that like we're so much about like oh the one the person that's sitting alone the person that like is like we need to go minister to them we need to do this and this and this and like like we feel like this pressure to like we got to be friends with everyone like we're in church we're supposed to be kind like you were saying Erica kind to everybody but I think like also it's like finding that balance of also everyone is here for their individual like conversion and like feeling the spirit too like and also like finding those like boundaries and respect lines of that too because I think there's probably some people who sometimes we go to them at church and they probably don't want to talk to us but <laughs> they're they you know you know just understanding like that that's where it's at and obviously you're not going to know for sure where everyone's at in their spiritual journey but like knowing that it's okay to be thinking that way too they're like I am here for my like spiritual enrichment like I'm here to listen to the word of the Lord not necessarily to you know have especially if it's if it's based off of anxiety or depression that you just can't reach that level. So I think we need to be a lot more like accepting and open to that. So I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I would also say that just made me think of how important it is to recognize when you're in a high and recognize when you're in a low, you know, and sometimes if you're in a low, you're not able to do as much or to reach out as much or to be that social person, but you can always rely back on the first commandment you know to love god mm. and the second commandment is to love your neighbor but the first one is to love god and sometimes you just have to like keep with what you can handle but then when you are in a high to recognize hey i'm in a position where i can be here to seek god but also i can try to succor these other people and try to see how it is that i can help people and and support them yeah I think that's awesome. And as a funny tidbit, and one of my first Sundays in the ward, I was sitting there, I was new, I was all alone. And I was like, why is no one coming up to me? Right. I was like, what the heck? Like, what's wrong? I'm like, this ward is awful. And I saw Nicole also sitting alone. And I was like, you know, oh, I really don't want to do this, but I'm like, I'm going to go say hi. And so I did. And look at us now hosting a podcast. together. It was meant to be. Yeah. Which like, okay, obviously it doesn't always work out like that. I've done that with people and God, maybe not the warmest reaction back. So <laughs> you win some, you lose some. Yeah. yeah but I, I think the advice for the journal is like really awesome concrete advice and and can help a lot of people who are just feeling like anxious about any sort of social interaction of just like having a concrete tool with them so I think that that's super great um this has been so awesome does Marin was there anything else that you wanted to share with our lovely listeners you're like, I really want them to get this message from this. Uh, the only thing that just popped in my mind is like, be kind to yourself. Nice. Like we're all going through it. We're all going to always be going through it. That's literally the purpose of life. And, you know, do what you can to try to be close to the spirit, but be kind to yourself as you're going through it. Cause you're going to have highs and you're going to have lows and if you do remember to seek Christ and to seek God, it'll be fine. Don't stress. It'll be okay. 
Gosh, I love it's the that. purpose of life, but we often forget it and often forget that everyone else is going through it too and like to yep. compare ourselves. Yep. <sighs> yeah, I was just going to say that, that that's like my takeaway from this is like you might feel really alone in your experiences and like no one else thinks or feels this way or no one else has gone through life like this. But I think, you know, we have a lot more in common with others than we think. And yeah, I'm just really grateful to like, you know, brave people like Marin who like share their stories and are like vulnerable because I think that that does like so much good for other people. Um, yeah, Nicole, any other last summarizing thoughts? If not, that's good too. <laughs> no, I was going to say like, we need those vulnerable people. And that's another reason to have this podcast is to, you know, we all benefit from hearing each other's testimonies and journeys. That's, yeah. that's all I have to, to share. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Marin, for being our guest this week. And thanks, Nicole. I roped her into being my co-host without really asking. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay uh, Nicole if you can share the where to register and all that info because I oh. do not know nope all good I don't know off the top of my head either but everybody just make sure that you share this podcast we want to make sure that we can spread the good word as they say um, but yeah you can register at I was going to say a link, but I might say the wrong link. So we'll just put it in the show notes. I, it's probably something Church of Jesus Christ Institute, something related to that. It's also potentially very late to be registering right now. So that's true. All, too. Good. <laughs> all good. If you don't, yeah, if you're not registering, we just want you to listen, enjoy all that good stuff. And again, you can follow us on Instagram at joy of Jesus Christ pod. Yes, that's right. All right. But thank you all for listening and join us next week. We're going to have a super special general conference episode next week. So everyone look forward to that. Um, special guest, a special secret general authority. Yes. <laughs> a big name out here. Um, <laughs> we'll send him a DM tonight and check in on that. Anyway, thank you all for listening. And yeah, we'll join us next week. Thank you, Marin, so much again for being on the podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.